can assure you, before I start, I want to warn you, I'm not a perfect preacher. I'm not making excuses, but... But I have a perfect saviour. And he makes up for all my weaknesses. Amen. So even if we get it wrong, he covers me. He's great at filling in the gaps where we kind of miss out things. Do you know what I'm saying? Even in our imperfection, God can make it perfect. Now get your head around that one. If you don't believe me, read the Bible. There's a lot of imperfections that run through the activities of people on this earth that lived on this earth. But God is divine nature. He performs his will in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes we can strive to be the perfect one. Do you understand what I'm saying? But God's perfection, it runs on a different, in, a different, uh, in a different way. He will perform what he needs to perform regardless. Now, we call it what you want. Is that the, so- the providential sovereignty of God? Yeah, possibly. But God will have his way. Amen. Do you have confidence that God will have his way in your life? I'll tell you what, it'll take the, the stress off your shoulders. I want, I, you know, I believe we should have a stress-free Christian life. Do you believe me? Thank God, we're on the same side. (laughs) A stress-free Christian life. I like the sound of that. Come on, man, I'll tell you what, the world world chucks at you sometimes, doesn't it? But I'll tell you what, it hit hit Jesus with the full force. And that's the thing, Jesus took the full force of the world, didn't he? He was crushed, it said. He was bruised. He was broken. Amen. I'll tell you what, man, what, what God has done is remarkable. Remarkable for us. It's such a wonder. The gospel, the whole gospel is such a wonder. You know, it even works when we don't feel like that it's working. And this is the thing. It's exactly the same as praise and thanksgiving. When you don't feel like it, just do it. When you're even not sure, just do it. Just start thanking the Lord because it's a faith thing. It's never about whether you feel like it or not. It's the same with sharing, sharing about Jesus. If you want to share about Jesus, go and share about Jesus and then you get the results. Don't wait till you feel like it all the time. You'll be waiting forever. <laughs> Sometimes I don't feel like it, I'll be honest with you. You might think I'm always sharing, always sharing. Well, I do, I, I share a lot to people. But just share. Share about Jesus with somebody, even if you don't feel like it. Because it still works. You see, the power is in the gospel. It's not whether you feel like it or not. Yes, we hold it in earthen vessels, but it doesn't work on that basis. The power is in the gospel. Amen. Now, I want to just quickly turn. I want to prove this to you. I'm not just making it up. But if you look at Romans, I love Romans. When I, when I hear that word, I, I, get, I get all excited. Not as excited as the name of Jesus, but I get excited, though, because it holds so much truth in it. I was talking about, you know, bits of Tony the other day, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. So much truth is in the Scripture. And if, if you feel slightly, a little bit dry sometimes, if you feel a little bit, ah, oh, you, know, you know, get in the Word of God. Some good practical advice you. Read through the Scriptures. Never substitute this for anything else. You know, there's a lot of good teachers, there's a lot of good preachers of the word, word all over the world, but don't ever substitute it for your own personal time for God. The reading of the word, read it because it nourishes you. 
It's life to your bones. Amen? The Holy Spirit will work with you. You're open. You've got an open heart. You come to him. You read your word and God will get, give you something. It's quite straightforward, this relationship. It's not rocket science. We can't ever replace theology for relationship. Theology is important. But it's relationship that we truly understand God. God wants to know you on a personal thing. It's you and him. Amen? If you can keep it you and him, then you're on the right track. It's true, because it works by faith. This whole relationship works by faith. It's a wonderful relationship that God initiated. Amen? I'll tell you what, he had the bright, bright idea. We can't even claim that, can we? You know, remember when I was a Christian, um, I thought that, you know, I went around telling anyone, I've found God. That God had gone missing or something. But, uh, you know, they... <laughs> I'd found God, where was he? <laughs> but they knew what I was trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say, didn't you? You know, you don't have to. He hadn't gone anywhere. But he found me, really. The message found me. And when you start to grow and you start to maturing in Christ, you realise that the message came to you, ultimately. He come to you. Amen? He give the ability. He set it all up so that it would come to you. You just said, yes! Or something like that. If he was anything like me, I was like, Lord, please. But anyway, Romans, let's look at Romans. Romans 1.16. Now, it'd be good for you to read the scriptures today because this, this, this will... Uh, you know what? I've had so much life. I've, I've been reading through this scripture and it's brought so much life to me. You know what? I was, I was thinking about you know, this week and I've been praying. I've been like, Lord, well, what is it? Lord, what is it? You know, and uh, you know what? What brings life to you is a good indication that God is talking to you. It's not rocket science. If it's bringing life to your spirit and there's an excitement in you, it's an indication that God might be showing you something. Simple, practical advice for you, okay? There's a lot of things that I can read over and I think that's great, it's truth, but it's the things that, wow, that's a revelation. Wow, that's amazing. I've seen that fresh. That's what you hang on to. It's life to your bones. That's what the word of God brings. Amen? But here it says, for I'm not, this is verse 16, 116, it says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek, for in it is the righteousness of God, in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen? So, uh, you know, I've read this verse a lot over the, you know, the years. I've read over this verse, but I was reading through this verse the other night, and I thought, wow, you know what? It's in the gospel. The power of God is in the gospel. It's in of itself. It's in the gospel. Um, I, had, I had a meeting with a guy the other week just after the Easter convention. Um, I didn't arrange it. He came round um, mother-in-law's. He's not here this morning. He came round the mother-in-law's, and um, he was a Scottish guy. And he was going, he was going on about lots of different things. Um, and I just thought, this is this has been set up. This has been set up, and I need to tell this person the gospel. So I had a little chat with him, and I told him the gospel. I told him Jesus died for you. You can have a new life in him and he can cleanse your conscience of all your guilt and all your shame. The blood of Jesus can cleanse your conscience. 
And, and as I was telling him, he just started to break down and cry. He started to break down. I was like, wow, God's doing something. And I prayed with him to accept Christ and that his, all his sins would be forgiven and he'd be washed clean by his precious blood, you know. And I thought to myself, at that present time, I wasn't even thinking. When I met the guy, I wasn't even thinking about sharing. I wasn't even thinking nothing like that. But I shared the gospel and the power is in the gospel. The power is in the gospel. And he started to open up and tell me that he felt bad about the things he'd done in his life and all this stuff. He started offloading to me. And you know what? His, his conscience was being cleansed. It's like the sprinkling of the blood on a, on a guilty conscience. The blood of Jesus cleanses us. It has power. The blood of Jesus has so much power to transform lives. It's never lost its power. It doesn't matter how many times you've heard the gospel. The gospel is still as powerful as when you first heard it. We cannot ever substitute it for anything else. No matter how many times we've heard the message of the cross, it is still just as powerful. You know what? When you preach the, co- when you preach the cross, you get the Pentecost. Amen? And that's the truth there. You don't need to preach the Pentecost just to get Pentecost. I mean, God may pour out his spirit regardless of what you preach or what you say or what you do. God might just do it anyway. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you get Pentecost when you do preach the cross. The Holy Spirit is like, yes. He comes. You see, in the beginning, in Genesis, the Holy Spirit was present and God spoke. Amen? It, 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 the God spoke. And when we speak, we proclaim the gospel, the Holy Spirit comes and he performs the gospel. The Holy Spirit's job is to perform the gospel. He does the work. Amen? So don't ever feel like that I have to be some super spiritual mode in order to proclaim the gospel and see the gospel work. Because the power, the anointing is in the gospel. It's in us, but it's also in the gospel. It's in the good news. It works. It's quick and powerful. And it has effect. Amen. You know, often everyday life is my main mission field. And I'll tell you what, I've never had more chances to share the gospel than I have in my, in my local hairdressers. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I mean, I'm the only man that goes to these hairdressers. It's like all women there, you know. You know, you get the male hairdressers and then you get the, you get the women's hairdressers. Well, I like going to this one. And um, I've got, like, you know, all, all, every time someone cuts my hair, it's a new woman that I can witness to. It's a new person I can share about Jesus with. And e- on every time I go, I think, I'm going to share the good news with someone else. Share the good news with someone else. And it just happens during conversation. And this is the thing. We mustn't be scared just to have conversation with people. We don't attack people with the gospel. We proclaim the gospel. <laughs> Some people attack people like they're attacking. We don't attack people. We proclaim it. And then God does the work. God does the business, not you. You just let it, you just let it out. Let it out naturally. Yeah? It's easy that way. <laughs> it doesn't come so harsh. It's not a harsh thing. You just release it. And suddenly something begins to happen. And then you feel better. It happens afterwards. <laughs> it happens the other way around. It's like what I said with praise. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but at the end of it, you're like this. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Something's happened as I've opened my mouth and I've released my faith. Amen? With what God's given me. It does work. It works. It's such an amazing truth. So it says, in it, it is, sorry, it is the power of God, it says here in 16, 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and then the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It's the righteousness of God, not the righteousness of men. It's not the righteousness of someone else, but the righteousness, the rightness with God is revealed through the gospel. The rightness of God is revealed through the gospel. That's amazing truth there. Amazing. And when we're talking about righteousness, there's so much in that. But we are in right standing. We have right position with God. We're in a right place. How he originally intended us to be. He intended us to be in a right place with him. Just like it was in Eden when it was broke. Now we have this rightness with God. And so much more because we can give thanks. We can give praise. We can have the overflowing joy of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because he saved us. So the rightness, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. And this is a faith walk. The just shall live by faith. It goes from faith to faith. Amen? It's a continuation. It's not just a one event. Salvation might be an event for some of us, and it was for me. It was an event. But it's a continuing, progressive thing. Elsewhere we read that we go from glory to glory. There's more, and there's more, and there's even more on top of that. It's a continuation. It's a climax. So we're reaching the climax. We're not dwindling down. No matter what you're going through, you're not dwindling down. We're never giving up. But we're climbing higher and higher and higher in him. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want to climb higher in God. We're not going downwards. Even if you're facing difficult situations, you just, have, you, you just believe that thing is working for you. It's not working against you, it's working for you. It may not seem like it, but believe it because God is working for you. And God does not lie. God is working for you. Even if it seems like things are coming against you, God is working for you. God is working for you. Amen? He's on your side. And that's one of the most powerful revelations to know that God is for you. Such a simple truth. Sometimes it can feel like everything has come, but God is working for you to fulfill his plan. Yeah? Amen. Let's go to Romans 5. Now, this is, an, a great, this is a great starting point here. Um, beforehand, it's talking about, a little bit about Abraham. Abraham. Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. So it wasn't by works. The law could not make us right. Um, but believing God makes us right. And I think it's more than that. I think God gives you the ability to believe him. But that's what makes you right. Amen? He makes us right. But here, uh, if we start at the beginning of the chapter, because I love Romans 5, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. For we rejoice in the hope 
of the glory of God. Just, just leave it there for a second. Now, this is just a wonderful, um, a, a, a wonderful word, this, this word justified, because before as a Christian, I never heard of words like this. I never heard of words like redemption. I've never heard of words like atonement. I've never heard of these big Bible truths. They become normal now. But they wasn't normal to me. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to look into these words. It's not because you want to sound clever because you say big Bible words all the time. You know, because most people outside, they don't know what you're gibbering about. <laughs> they don't know what you're going on about. But within them, there's so much treasure. Within them, it opens up everything that God has given us. And you get a greater understanding of what they are and what God has given to you. God has given you something wonderful in the gospel. Amazing in the gospel. And they don't just use these words just because it sounds good. It's because they have depth to them. And they have meaning. And they have, it, it shows you what God has done for you. Amen? But I was looking at this word justified. And it, 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 the more I looked at what justified means, the more excited I got. <laughs> and you know you're on the right track when you start to get a bit of a buzz for the Lord, like I said earlier, and I started to get a bit of a buzz, and I was thinking, wow, what God has done for me, what God has done for you, is wonderful. It just, it, 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 it makes you want to give thanks, like we were singing earlier. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. He's so good to us. And I started to look at the, the Strong's Concordance, and I was thinking, wow, I want, to see, I want to see what it says in there. I want to see what it actually, this word actually means. And these are some of the, some of the uh, descriptions that I got, the definitions, should I say, the definitions of justified and justification. It was a, an, it's an acquittal. It's a divine approval. Christ's full payment of debt of sin, liberating the believer from all divine condemnation i.e., as a person is moved from being divinely condemned, sorry, as, sorry, not a believer, as a person is being moved from being divinely condemned to divinely pardoned. Amen. And that happens at the point of conversion. That happens at the point when you believe. You move from this place to this place. He pardons you. It's, it's, it's a divine thing. It's something that God does. God does it. Amen? Justification just simply, it makes us right with him. And it's something that comes by faith. By faith in who? By faith in his blood. Amen? Um. Let's continue down the passage anyway. Verse 3. And not only that, by knowing that we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now, now that flows down the whole page. It starts with justification. And it's really important that we, we realise from the offset that this is our position and we live from a place of justification. We're not trying to be justified, but we live from justification. We live from 
that place of rightness with God. That's how we become that expression to the world. You know, the Holy Spirit, was, it says, was given to us and it overflows in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We rejoice in that hope, in the glory of God. Hallelujah. So if you can, if you can picture this, if we start off with justification, which is right standing with God, Paul continues down saying um, that, that, that this whole process of tribulations that he had faced and, and the believers had faced, the whole process um, produces uh, perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. You know, it's really important that we begin to realise that, that God is in a process of developing you and me. He's in the process of de- developing you and me. You see, but the life source, the life in itself is of God and it's of the Holy Spirit. And it flows from this place of rejoicing and glory and justification. Amen? That is our source. He is our source. There is no other source like him. There is no other strength that he provides in your life through everything you may face, through every trial, through every adversity. Amen? But there's something in the perseverance... There's something in, in the keep going on. There's something in not giving up. There's something being developed in you. I want you to be a people. I pray that you would be a people that never gives up, that continues even when it's hard, that even when you don't see it working, you just carry on and you just carry on and you just carry on. Because everything is working out, and it's working out to develop your character. This is the place of where growth lies. We are developed by God, but we are developed through our circumstance also. We're developed by what we face. And it starts to transform our very character. It transforms the way we handle situations. It, it transforms the way we start to think about certain people. It transforms the way we start to, to look at certain things we face in our life. God wants to, he wants to change you. He wants to change you. He wants to develop you. So that you can be a person, a noble character. Noble character. Not someone who just kind of just gives up when it becomes a bit tough sometimes. Or it becomes a bit hard. You kind of just put your hands to something and then you just kind of let go. And you, you put your hands to something. It's easy at first and then you can just let go of something so quickly. It's quite easy to do that, isn't it? Though? You know, sometimes there's a lot of excitement in the first things we do. The, when, it, when it first starts, something can be very exciting. But when these trials come, when struggles come our way, you know, we have to learn to push through. Amen? To so have an enduring spirit. There's such a blessing in endurance. To endure and to be committed and be faithful in things. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think it's good for you to hear this. To be committed and to be faithful, to put your hand to something. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to do that. It's a blessing to be committed to things. Amen? It says in verse 5, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen? 
the hope that God gives us will never disappoint you. That's the very thing that underpins these, these verses here. It's that the love of God that comes into our hearts when we've been justified, we've been made right, when, when we've been uh, acquitted, uh, divinely approved of God because we've believed in his son. The Holy Spirit comes into our hearts. It's been given to you. It's by his grace this gift was given to us. Amen? It does not disappoint. I'll tell you what, there's lots of things in this world that may disappoint you, but the hope that God gives you will never disappoint. That is your very fuel for life. When things face you, that is your fuel. That is your engine oil. That is your, that is your strength. That's the thing that will carry you through. It's the hope of God. It's a sure thing because it's been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. Amen. He will never, ever, ever fail us. And, and, and it's a wonderful truth because we are people, we, we are people of hope, you know. Um, there, there's a lot of hopelessness in this world. And I'll tell you what, when someone's got hope, it is, it is, it is attractive. Pe- people want a piece of hope in this world. You don't have to go far to sell hope. You can give hope away when you've got hope inside of you. It's notable when someone lives in hope. It's notable. It's probably the most evangelical thing you can ever do is living hope. Live with a smile on your face. I'll tell you what, you'll reach a lot of people. But if you live as a grumpy Christian, most people will think, well, why do I want what he's got? true you know it's true you know these simple little things you know if you walk around like you know god has given us a living hope it says christ in you the mystery has been revealed it was a mystery because it was concealed in the old but it's revealed in the new the mystery has been revealed which is christ what in you the hope who's the hope christ where does he live in you that means you live from hope amen you're not trying to get to hope you live from hope the hope of glory. This is what we're talking about here. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. It's not always a one day God might do this, but we live in a continuous place of hope because he is my hope. We live from hope. We live from a place of justification. Amen? Amen. You know, people will be... Get, look, when, you, when you're at work, you just, just, just live out of the hope that God's give you. Just live out the hope. And I'll tell you what, opportunities will open up to you that you wouldn't even have to think about. You won't even have to try to do it. But people will, people will be like, this man or this woman has got something. They live in something I haven't got. And I want what they've got. Yeah? Come on, if you live, if you live in hope, God will reach people because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. Amen? Amen. It is a glorified gospel. It's a wonderful gospel. Gospel. Amen? You've been liberated from all condemnation. It's a divine approval, an acquittal. Complete payment of sin. Liberating. Liberating. I loved loved some of these definitions I got from the strong about justification. I think it's wonderful. You know, often I feel that, you know, there's, there's many Christians that will, that will want to get the touch 
from God, which is great. It's great to get God to touch you. But this come to me in a dream, and I want you to listen to me. This come to me in a dream. I had a dream that was, I was in a, I was in a big meeting, and there was, a big, there was a long row of people. There was lots of people there. And um, they, 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 they wanted a touch from God. They said, oh, God, I want a touch from you. I want a touch from you. And things were happening in the meeting, and, you know. And the Lord showed me in this dream. He said, many people want to get a touch, but not many people want to continue in me. Wow, and I walk off. Wow, it's true. It's great to have a touch from the Lord. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's wrong. I think it's great, but it's what we continue in that has true effect. We can't go from event. Oh, I touch. Right, I'm going to wait for the next event in the future. Ah, oh, I'm all right now again. I'll get another touch in another meeting. God wants you to continue in him. From glory, it's a glorification, it's a continuous justification that glorif- we can glory in him. We can rejoice in him. He's made me right. He's forgiven all my sin. He's forgiven everything. The payment was complete, total, absolute. I can always rejoice because that equals life to me. And we'll find that later. Justification, if you could think of this in your head, justification, what I explained to you, equals life, and it's God's life. It's not just, oh, we're going to have a really good life as a Christian, which you are, you are. But it's not in the sense that the world says it, it's that we live in his life, which is amazing. He does make your life good, but it's his life that comes inside you. Justification equals life, the life of God. If you could see that, equals life. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah? So it's to continue. And we can continue because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. That divine conversion has taken place. He's justified me. He's done it all. He's done it for me. He's justified me. He's made me right. He's made you right. Amen? We can continue in that place of rejoicing. We don't just have to look at the next thing. We can come out this door Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We've just got to have the right mindset and believe the right truth. Most of the challenges come in Christians' life is because they don't realise what truth is in here. And what they do, they sell themselves short. If you believe the truth, you've got everything in here and you've got everything for every moment of your life, every day that you live. There's enough grace in Christ for you every single moment. It's so powerful. We don't want to live just from, from a, 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 you know, a jumping from thing to thing. Oh, I'm all right until I get to here. Come on, some, you know, let's be honest. A lot of people live like, well, I'm all right until I get to here. Now we're climbing. Aren't we? Well, that's what the scripture says. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you agree with it? Do you believe it in your heart? It's true. The Holy Spirit hasn't, hasn't been void on your life. It's there. It's there, and it always will be. It's a hope that doesn't disappoint. It never can. How can God ever disappoint? He's God, isn't he? People will disappoint you, but God will never disappoint you. He will never disappoint you. It's impossible for him to disappoint you. It's against his very nature. He's given you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. We've been divinely pardoned. Amen. He is our defence. 
Remember Easter? I loved Easter. He's our defence. It's like when you go to court. You have the prosecution, and then you've got the defence. We've got a perfect defence in the court. Amen? Amen. He's my defence. He's my representative, and he's a perfect one. In him there was no fault. In him there was no fault. I'd like to give... I'd love to put your attention onto Jesus because he's so perfect. That's where we're transformed. Amen? It was, God was um, pronouncing a righteous acquittal in giving us Jesus. It was a righteous acquittal in giving us Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans 5, let's look at Romans 5.18. Romans 5.18 Therefore, as through one man's offence judgment came to all men, resulted in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. That's grace, amen? If you don't want to know what grace is, it's a gift. It's a free gift. All men, resulting in justification of life. Amen? So the result of your justification equals life. It's the life of God living inside of you. That you can be completely free of any whiff of condemnation in your life. Because you have a perfect advocate. You have a perfect ambassador. You have a perfect one that stands on your behalf. Amen? For as, one, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by, one's man, by one man's obedience, many were made righteous. Many were made right. Many were made righteous. Now, this is a wonderful truth, yeah? Because we can feel in our Christian life that we may have disappointed, disappointed God in areas, or we may have dis- even disobeyed God in areas of our lives. And then things can be like a nagging little thing in the back of your mind. But I live, and you can live, in the light of his obedience. Even if you've disobeyed him, Jesus obeyed his Father. And he gladly forgives you and makes you right. Amen? So even if you've had something where you thought, you know what, I should have done that, and you feel like it's nagging in the back of your mind, Walk in the light and the knowledge that he obeyed his father. And that's where your life is. Your life is in his obedience. That's where you can live. It's so easy to feel that you've fallen short or you've missed up somewhere and you know you really should have done something, you know. But don't ever let that thing stick to your heart and mind. You live in the light of his obedience. He obeyed his father, absolutely. So you can be released from that thing. Amen? Live in the light of his perfection. He's the perfect one. He's the perfect one. That's where we start from. And that's, where we can, that's what we continue in. That's what transforms us. That's what changes me and you. It's so true. This is such, this is such a freeing thing. I want you to be free in this message this morning. You don't have to live with disappointment any longer. You may have felt disappointed in yourself at times. But you don't need to live in disappointment any longer. Amen. 
21 says, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So the access point to all these things is, is Jesus. Our faith gives us divine entrance. Hallelujah. It's a divine entrance into all the riches of God, all the treasures of God, all the, the joys of heaven. That it's, grace is like this. It's like God has a silver platter of all his goodness and he bows his knee and he just gives it to you. He hands it to you on a silver platter. That's what grace is to you. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to, you don't have to try to strive for it. You don't have to... He gives it to you. Such a wonderful truth. It's given to you in his son, Jesus Christ. He's so wonderful this morning. Amen? You see, this is the point, with this point of justification, because I keep coming back to this point. This point of justification, it's where God, this is where God makes in reality what we already are positionally. Did everyone get that? Can I read that again to you? This is where God makes us in reality what we are already are positionally. Amen? So your position is everything because your position is where you live your life from. There's so much truth in what God has done for you in Jesus. We look into the scripture, Lord, let this be known to my spirit. Let this be known to me in Jesus' name. It's so wonderful because it's where we are transforms us outwardly. Amen? It's where we are positionally. A lot of people live, live, live in places in their lives and it's, it, it, it's, it's shame and it's guilt and stuff like that that tries to stick to them. It's because they don't realise who they're positioned with. They're positioned in Jesus. They're seated with him. It does not belong with you anymore. Do not give it permission in your life. The only one that can give it permission is you. Do not give it permission. Give this permission. That's all he wants from you. Give this permission. And reject that old junk, that old negative thinking that tries to attach itself to you. I'm not good enough. I'm not there yet. I'm not striving. Oh, Lord, I've done it again. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it doesn't have no place in you. He does not remember it, so don't remember it. Don't hang on to it. Let it have no place in your heart, in Jesus' name. Amen? It's not in him, so it's not in us. That's a simple truth there. And I think that the more I read, the more excited I get. And I encourage you, read the Bible. Read the New Testament and see what God has done for you. It's amazing what God has given to us in Christ. It's everything in Christ. Everything you need in Christ. Like Alan was saying earlier, it's all in Christ. All of it. So wonderful. Are you blessed this morning? I'm blessed. Say it, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in Jesus. All the junk's gone. And the new has come.
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.